hungry, kicked the bitch out. That's when Hov gave me the realest speech ever. And it changed everything. That's when I was like, yo, I'm never gonna fall out of line again. Everybody put your seatbelts on because I'm ready for no speech. Yeah, what's the speech? You gotta no tell us the speech. He looked me in my eye. That nigga said, yo, I've been calling you all day to come to the studio. Mm. I'm trying to give you the opportunity to change this, right. to change your family life out there. Mm. This what you want? This what you want? You want to be in the crib with these dots in the hood? You know, it wasn't dots. It was dots. It was definitely yeah. like jump off. Yeah, little, little skios. Yeah. It was skios yeah. yeah. back yeah. then. Yeah. You want to be with the skios in the hood yeah. and shit? He was like, nigga, I'm trying to give you the opportunity to change everybody's life in this apartment right now. He was like, remember one thing. I'm rich already. I don't need you. You need me, nigga. Got up out the crib and left. I got chills. What? Cut it, cut it, cut it. Yo, this your boy King Known Uncensored. We gonna call this episode Game 3 Memphis Bleak. Oh yeah, nigga. Memphis Bleak Middleton just showed his ass tonight. Pause, but it's the big facts of the day. We gonna get right into this. But before we get into the game facts, got a little straight news or whatever. Hey, bro. Yo, did y'all hear that, that, that my mans that played I'm in the bind Nate? That nigga dead, son. Damn, rest in peace to that nigga though. I'm in a bind Nate there. God damn. It's fucked up, man. Stoney can't get that loan no more. But anyway, um Kawhi Leonard looks like he got misdiagnosed for the second time in his career once he was initially diagnosed with just a regular knee injury turned out to be a partially torn acl and i was completely wrong about the four to six month diagnosis on the last show disclaimer a professional doctor posted on twitter that Kawhi leonard is likely to miss the entire 2022 2023 season so my prayers are Thoughts go to Kawhi Leonard for real. Damn. Clippers definitely got to do something for sure. But anyway, 
other teams have jumped into the Ben Simmons sweepstakes. The Cleveland Cavaliers, the Indiana Pacers, the Sacramento Kings, and the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, these are definitely four teams that are lottery teams and definitely could use Ben Simmons' services. And then the pressure will not be on him to shoot the ball when he's there. He can actually be himself and not get criticized by the media because he's not on a playoff team that is being broadcasted for everyone in America to see. He'll be on lower tier networks, lower tier teams, and not necessarily shown on national TV that much if he goes to any one of those four teams. We don't have enough time to uh, bring up every trade that the, the every trade possibility we'll leave that out for another show but since Kawhi Leonard has been misdiagnosed will he opt out of his contract to leave the Clippers or opt in and then leave the Clippers I would opt in sit out the whole season and then dip on their ass that's just me and then as it has been announced August the 3rd we're going to see the locks versus dip set Man, now you got first you got Nori and Siegel announced. Now you got locks and dipset. Get the Tims, get the razors in your mouth, get the army fatigues, get your pink motherfucking button ups. Get your pink laffy taffy motherfucking Range Rover trucks and celebrate. I mean Dipset might win, but I'm Team Locks. I've been a Locks fan since 1997. Okay. I love Dipset. I fuck with Cam. I just did a show on Cam. Last night. I fuck with Jewels, but unfortunately he didn't reach his potential. Jim Jones is in his prime right now. But Jada Styles and Sheik. Yes, and Sheik, nigga. Sheik Luce got some bops. He just ain't get the national attention for him. But goddammit, I am Team Lots. Y'all niggas ain't listening to Living Off Experience and Filthy America is Beautiful, but I suggest y'all check them two out to get updated on what these three niggas is about. Y'all should already know what time it is. I'm going to be rooting for the Lots, though. Even though Dipset might win. But anyway, man, let's move on to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns. Game three. Game three, yo. This didn't necessarily get exciting until the fourth quarter because both teams were making wild-ass mistakes. And Drew Holiday was playing kind of wild. I get it. This is this man's first finals, first opportunity. And you want to put in, you want to put in work. I get it. But Drew Holiday has never been this aggressive offensively. This nigga has never attempted 20 shots in his career. He's always been on teams where it was a dominant guy and another dominant guy and another dominant guy, and he'd be the fourth option. But he shot horrible tonight. He played horrible tonight. He had... It says on the screen he had only one turnover, but he, that motherfucker was bobbling the fucking ball a lot. He missed every three-pointer he attempted. All of his shots were falling short. He was really reckless. But the Milwaukee Bucks ended up 
winning the game 109 to 103. Chris Middleton had the best game he's had in this series. It might not have been the best game that he's had in the playoffs, but it's definitely among the top two. I mean, this man scored 40 points, shot 15 of 33 from three. That's exceptional. 45% is right around what Middleton normally shoots. Although he's capable of a 50, 40, 90, you know, he played well in that second half for sure. You know, that third quarter, I was a little bit worried, but Giannis Antipo Negro, I mean, he scored 26 points, major drop off. It just seemed like the first half, he wasn't really aggressive. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like, you know, he didn't get aggressive until that fourth quarter. But Giannis had the most quietest 26 points I have ever seen. And still, still got 14 rebounds. I don't know how he got 14 rebounds. I kept yelling at the TV, Giannis, stop playing the pick and pop and do a pick and roll. You're bigger than everybody but DeAndre Ayton. Nine times out of ten, you're getting the rebound. But this nigga... Despite just chilling on the fucking top of the key the whole game, still got 14 rebounds. And eight assists. He definitely had a lot of passes. Because he was kind of timid. You know, he was passing off to his teammates. I get that. But um, yeah. That's just me. Six no five niggas in double figures. Um Pat Connington was off early on, but in that second half. He definitely uh, balled the fuck out. He had 11 points and 9 rebounds. And he hit a big shot in that fourth quarter. A big shot. Now, um, there is a, a major problem that I had with this game. They were cheating for Phoenix to win this game. I hate to say it. They tried their damnness to make this a 3-1 series. They did. Because Devin Booker was in foul trouble the whole game. This man took forever to get foul number five because he definitely committed some fouls. He committed about five other fouls that they did not call. I understand the refs, you know, don't want to do the superstar thing, but God damn it. Foul him out, bro. Seriously, there was one play that was a blatant foul. And Booker didn't foul out until it was like three seconds left in the game. It's like, come on, dude. Stop cheating, man. Stop fucking cheating. Devin Booker had a great game tonight, though. He did all that shit for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Brooke Lopez had 14 points. One rebound, though. What the fuck? This nigga. This nigga. This nigga here. Brooke Lopez was fucking up. Why? Are you shooting three-pointers? You can make them, yes, when you're open, but he was shooting contested threes like he was fucking Kevin Durant. Brooke Lopez, newsflash. You can't shoot. Stop fucking shooting the fucking ball. Get your big ass in the fucking paint. That shit was irritating my fucking soul. Watching this big, tall, lanky, mother, slow motherfucker shoot when your big ass should be in the paint with Aiton. 
how many rebounds? How many rebounds did the Bucks have versus Phoenix? Okay, they had 48 rebounds. Phoenix had. Oh no no no! Phoenix had 18 rebounds to. Hey, it's 48. Okay, so the Bucks had more rebounds. Fine, whatever. But still, Brooke Lopez having one rebound is unacceptable. I don't care if they won or lost. That was some bullshit. But Chris Paul, the point god, <laughs> he was off tonight. He he only shot 5 of 13. But D-Book made up for it with 42 points. My God, 17 of 28 shooting. He didn't even hit a three. He just kept going to that mid-range game. It's just like Devin Booker and Kawhi Leonard, when they are going to their spots and shooting their shots, they look like one of the best at doing that in the league. Just like finding their area where they're most comfortable and just shooting it. DeAndre Ayton only has six points. Giannis had uh, DeAndre Ayton on lock. I'm not going to lie. And Giannis had won a, a, a top 10 block to me tonight. When he stopped Aiton from dunking, and they I think they had a two-point lead, and he made that stop on Aiton at the end, that was a classic. That was a great block. Great fucking block. Um, Jay Crowder had 15 points. I couldn't stand, and I also couldn't stand Jay Crowder. He was bitching and crying the whole fucking game. And the refs did not tee him up. Chris Paul yelling and bitching at the refs. <laughs> These referees was cheating for Phoenix tonight. Like, I don't know what. And they still didn't succeed. I'm sorry. I hate to, I hate to call a spade a spade. But they were trying their damnness to get Chris Paul this win. You know, since he's president of the fucking Players League and shit. You know, they like to dick ride him and give him the benefit of the doubt. They don't give him technical fouls. Like, Chris Paul definitely deserved a technical foul. Jay Crowder definitely deserved a technical foul. Devin Booker deserved to be fouled out by mid-fourth quarter. And that's just a fact. Period, point blank. Now, let's move on to 10 versus. Our next guy, I'm not going to, I'm going to have a short introduction. I'm going to try to speed this process up as fast as I can. But this man is a 90s legend. He came up in one of the greatest groups of all time. And he's arguably one of the three most technically skilled rappers of all time. Just from technical skill standpoint. We ain't talking about... Um... Overall, we're not talking about commercial and sales and all that. We talk about just being able to put words together and to master a, a great flow. And our 10 versus competitor tonight is Method Man. Yes, the, we are compiling the 10 best Method Man verses. And I did this last night at 2 o'clock in the morning. I was thinking about... Method Man was a challenge because Method Man is just every song he kills it. Every song. And he just got a mesmerizing flow. You know what I'm saying? And he just his cadences. He's got 
him and Biggie and 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 um who else? Yeah, him and Biggie just got some of the best cadences and deliveries I've ever seen. Hands down. Big L, Big L is up there with the uh with that type of style too. And rock him. So number 10, this was actually disclaimer. This is the only Method Man and Mary J Blige song on here. Disclaimer. It was tough not choosing all I need the first verse. It was tough not putting that on this list. But Method Man is so good at rap that a lot of his most known verses might not make it. This is how great Method Man really is. But number 10, this was a feature on Mary J. Blige's song. It was called um, Love at First Sight. Okay. And Method Man, you know, he caught some flack about the verse the double xl i think it was either double xl or the source had a section called step your rap game up because he said a bar said because my love is you know my computer love is the truth.com in 2003 that was actually a clever line it wasn't mess best line but he caught flack about that and he was pissed off about it and i would be too because that was a good bar for the uh content of the song but um, I'm gonna go with number 10 Mary J Blige and Method Man Love at First Sight yeah shout out to Mary J Blige though this is a hell of a song but Method Man's verse on here this nigga glided and floated through this bitch a bad bar even though i would have closed with something better than that but i get what he was trying to do number nine this is a classic hip-hop song one of the best fucking hip-hop songs ever released and it contains one of inspector deck's greatest verses ever probably the one of the greatest verses in wu-tang history but method man's verse on here was i think everybody's verse on this song was was fire Even Rizzas. Even though it was offbeat as fuck as usual. But number nine is Triumph. Method Man's verse on Triumph on the Wu-Tang Forever album released in 1997. Let's go. 
smoke pot and blow spots You wanna think twice, I think not Now I ain't long ain't got to tell you where it's coming from Guns are never on, tearing up your battle zone Rip through your slums Yo, bro If Triumph is number nine You can only imagine what eight through one sound like But this next one This was the first time that you ever heard Method Man on a, on a song this is the first time that the world heard Method Man. If y'all ain't get the clue, it's Protect Your Neck, the original. Now, Method Man's verse on here is one of the most notable, obviously, because Method Man is just the LeBron James of the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, that nigga, like, feeds off of everyone else's energy. And even amongst titans, big stars, Method Man still finds a way to edge everybody out on this. But I'm going to go with number eight, Protect Your Neck, the bloody version. Mess first. Did y'all see these niggas perform Protect Your Neck on Good Morning America? I think that vi that video is worth a view. I'm telling you. It's classic. An old dirty bastard's son, he killed that performance. I know those white women were scared as fuck that night, that, that morning. They got their coffee and old dirty bastard rapping alongside them in their face. Old dirty bastard's son. But, um... Next up, number seven is on another classic hip-hop record. Listen, man. Method Man and Red Man are like the ultimate duo. It's just like peanut butter and jelly, man. It's just like Abbott and Costello, Keenan and Kale, Nas and AZ, you know what I'm saying? Yeezy and Hove, you know what I mean? Eminem and Dr. Dre. Ray and Ghost, Meth and Red, they just blend together so much perfectly, and they have so much in common, and they both just wrap their asses off, but number seven is on their biggest hit together, The Rock Wilder, alright, this is Meth's verse, let's go, number seven.
under pressure. Too hot for TV, for cheesy. Too many wanna be hard, be easy. It's all in the cover going on. Not together, it don't take much to please me. Still, homes are never satisfied like the stones. We joking, don't write and see them selling cross bones. Protecting what I'm writing. Don't clash with the titan. Who blasts with a license to kill rap recitants? Come on, in the zone with your nigga from the group home to cow. Your lifestyle. Put your lights out. Get this shit to cracking. Got you feeling with your pipes out. Time for some action. Surfing the avenue. Mad at you. Where I used to battle to. Cover me, I'm going in, walls closing in Got us busting off these pistols, my niggas got issues again Same song, on with the mega bomb Blow you out the frame, then I'm gone Man Dog That shit Gives me chills to this day This still, like for a 2 minute and 16 song To be one of the most classic hip hop records ever Says a lot That they really bought their best shit to the table but number six, on this song, two Wu-Tang niggas go bar for bar, and they were rivals in their neighborhoods, but on this track right here, this was on Method Man's first album called Takao, right? And it featured Raekwon, and they went at it, but I, of course, gave Meth the edge. But number six is Meth versus Chef. Let's go. Kills worthy of a general. If you want to fight, fight with me. One to one, man to man. Get ready to down team. Robbing direct from the one six zero. We got to kill. Number five, this was this song was released in 1998 as a part of the Belly soundtrack, and as Method Man starred in Belly alongside DMX and Nas. Man, let me tell you something. That when that was a classic scene when Method Man took that shotgun shell to the chest. I think he had a vest on for sure, because he wouldn't have survived that in real life. But his verse on this let me let me tell you something now. I honestly really don't know who had the best verse on on this song. But the song featured Ja Rule, DMX, and Nas. I don't know. Maybe Nas might have had the best verse. Then 
maybe X, then Meth. For Meth to have the worst verse of the song and still be number five in the Meth catalog, that just shows how ridiculous this song is. But my number five Meth verse is Grand Finale. Let's go. I ain't going back to jail. Next time the county of the state see me, it's going to be a bad, bad. Number four is my all-time favorite Method Man verse. All-time favorite. It's not his best, but it's my my personal all-time favorite Method Man verse. Now, on this track, this was released on one of the lesser-known Wu-Tang albums, but certain people remember this single and definitely remember this video. Wu-Tang... And, you know, released back-to-back albums in 2000 and 2001. Wu-Tang was just doing music to just get paid. They weren't focusing anymore. This is a, you know, you got this interview with DJ Vlad. probably one of the most realist interviews because you got doesn't hold back no punches. And everything that he was saying was on point. But, you know, from the tone, it may seem angry. It may seem bitter, you know, from his tone. But... That's just how you got is. He's blatantly honest. He's actually really a good dude. He's actually really a laid back kind of guy. But he's one of those dudes that just sees your bullshit. He sees, he can smell the bullshit on you. And he knows when you're full of shit. And that's what I respect about Cuz. He, he, he kept it 100. He said every album after Wu-Tang Forever, Wu-Tang just threw shit together and RZA would hold them back you know what I'm saying from working with other producers and then when Wu-Tang would rap over other people beats he would take he would cut those songs and just keep everything produced by RZA whether that's right or wrong you make the choice you do the language arts but on this song right here this is a what I view personally as a classic Wu-Tang song. And this is Method Man's verse on Uzi, Pinky Ring shit. Yeah. 
pipes. I black out and change the lights. Give you the same advice that I gave my wife. Don't fuck with mine. Clan give your lungs and nine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Culture shock. For some of us, that's all we got. Whether you're born or not, you can all be shot. Yeah, that was number four, Uzi, Pinky Ring, you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite Method Man verse of all time, right there. But number three, oh my goodness. This is Red Man and Method Man at its finest right here. You saw them perform this on the verses. But when the DJ would, like, pause the beat and they would rap their verse... I got chills. I'm just like, Method Man and Red Man are some rapping ass niggas. And they are better, both of them are better than a lot of y'all favorite rappers. I'm not going to say no names, but one rhymes with names. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. He's better than a lot of y'all niggas. They're both better than a lot of y'all niggas favorite rappers. Just had to throw that out there. But on this particular track, on the second verse, Method Man just destroys this song. And my number three all-time Method Man verse is you. Let's go. is so ill i had to play red man's verse i'm sorry y'all but god damn it come on man now we're into the top two right now man that scotty pip that larsa pippen line didn't age well but anyway <laughs> number two is a recent wu-tang song it would, you know, the last two are actually were not released in the '90s or 2000s. They were released a lot recently. Now, this particular song right here, right, was on one of the more lesser-known Wu Tang albums called "A Better Tomorrow." Now, me personally, I did not like this album at all. 
I only like maybe five or six records on here. And one of the ones I kept contained one of Meth's best verses. And this is a little bit more on the uh, <clears throat> the sentimental side. But he was going, though. Like, number two, Method Man's verse on Wu-Tang's A Better Tomorrow. Let's go. said opposition and from my position we still ain't got a pot to piss in method man is so fucking dope dog that nigga need his flowers for show for show and a lot of the wu-tang records over the years from 93 to now they're all i i damn near own their whole fucking catalog Damn near. I even have a Master Killer album. I even have Inspector Deck album. I even have You God's first album. I wasn't getting Mr. Excitement by You God, though. Uh, didn't, wasn't feeling that shit. But anyway, uh, number one was on a track with ASAP Mob. Method Man, it was Method Man and ASAP Nast. I know he's not necessarily, ASAP Nast is not necessarily the more known like Ferg and Rocky members of ASAP Mob. But this track called Trillmatic, Method Man dropped the best verse he ever fucking had on this song. Now, a lot of people may debate me. A lot of people will say, what about this? What about that? No, nigga. It wasn't better than this. Now, I give you number one, Trillmatic. Method Man's verse on ASAP Mobs Trillmatic. Panache, I'll be stretching the cash. I'm a little passive aggressive. You can stretch when I'm mad. Caught a lot, man, and compressive. Rappers stretching me bad. Got too many left in the breath of rappers left in my past. Man, and yet we don't leave them left in the past. I'm the fly, I'm a ride, then he's left in the bag. Who am I? I'm a titan, so be expecting a clash. Don't wait to know I'm catching. You think I'm catching the cash? 
single question is the answer. If you look in the air, forget man, breaking down like you cooking meth in the lab. Still a lethal weapon, but try and bless him with math. Rappers never know they muscles, so I ain't letting them pass. I ain't letting them brag. I ain't letting them swag. Bump swag, just being blunt while I'm plugging my ass. Y'all ain't up in my class in the building. It's ASAP map. Quit the killer, that's an ASAP death. Man, man, I don't know, bruh. Maybe even the likes of me have Method Man ranked too fucking low on the best rappers list, bro. But, you know, my only hope, my only uh, hold back on Method Man is albums. He only literally has one classic album, and that's his first one. His other albums have either underwhelmed or the feature choice, the song choice, or the beat choice doesn't necessarily mesh well. Now, Meth will have good songs on certain albums, but, you know, the sequel to Takao 2000, that wasn't necessarily a bad album. It was pretty good, but it just wasn't better than the first one. All the rest of them have been up and down, like Takao Zero, the prequel, that was pretty solid. Wasn't a great album, though. Um, 421, The Day After. Uh, then all the albums following that were mediocre. But I still want to hear Method Man rap. I don't care how bad the album is. I just want to hear that flow. But that's my show for tonight. I'm done. Y'all have a good night. I'm going to fucking bed. Peace out.